0: y'all. My name is Savannah Grace, and I am so excited. Welcome back to this week's podcast. I am the co-host, not the co-host, I am the host of uh, the True Talk podcast. Like I said, my name is Savannah Grace. I am the founder of Truly You and True Talk podcast, where we just basically have open and honest conversations. We just talk about things, you know, and hopefully everything we talk about makes you want to draw near and closer to the heart of God So I said co-host. I don't have my co-host here with me today. I had Roscoe in here, and he was wanting to play with his toys. He was wanting to whine. He was just he was just being a little farthead. And so he is actually out there. He's off with my mom. And so you just got you just got me today. So let's just let's just dive right into it, y'all. I'm excited about today. We're just gonna be talking about something that is you know kind of near and dear on my heart something that i have personally walked through and i think i think to a degree i think everybody probably deals with this i don't think it's just me i think everybody a lot of people deal with this and they just maybe don't necessarily know about it but we're going to be talking about religion versus relationship and i'm excited because this is something i've had people ask me about it And, you know, like somebody's literally asked me before, like, when you say religious spirit or you say like religion, like, what are you meaning? And so I'm going to be talking about that and just talking about God doesn't long for us to walk in religion. He longs for us to walk in relationship. So I'm excited, y'all, because like I said, it's going to be fun. I'm going to be coming to you guys from Romans chapter two. So if y'all want to pull out your Bible, we're going to be doing some Bible reading today, which is going to be fun. And I'm just excited because, like I said, y'all, you know, I have walked through this. I have shed some of the layers of religion. And even there's still, like, times every now and then that I'll be, like, I'll be confronted with it. And the Lord's like, I need you to uproot that. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Lord, I will do that. And so, um, you know, it's just something that God has really brought me freedom from and I hope that today's talk, it'll just lead you closer to Jesus and hopefully help you do the same thing. So, like I said, I'm going to be coming out of Romans chapter 2 and, um, I'm just going to start by reading this and then we're just going to go from there, okay? So, I'm going to start reading in... Verse 13, so Romans chapter two, verse 13. And it says, for merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show what they know. Wait, yeah, sorry, y'all. I told, I'm told i not a professional reader. So, you know, and these words are small. So like, give me grace. For the For the law, show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. They demonstrate that God's law was written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. That right there, y'all, is a um, heart-checking verse for me. I was like, oh God, Lord. Oh, let my secret life, you know, be pleasing in your sight. Anyways, so... Go on to verse 17. You who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law and boast about your special relationship with Him. You know what He wants, you know what is right because you've been taught His law. You are convinced that you are a guide for the blind and a light for people who are lost in darkness. You think you can just ext- instruct the ignorant and teach children the ways of God, for you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Well, then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn idolatry, but you use items stolen from pagan temples? You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scriptures say the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better off than an uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentile obey God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who will keep God's law will condemn you Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law, but don't obey it. This is, this was my favorite verse that I was like highlighting and writing down this morning. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No. No. A true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. And y'all, we're we're just going to read that and the podcast is done. That's it. (laughs) Um, Wow, when I read that this morning, that really just resonated with me because, you know, Like I said, religion versus relationship. And you you might be like, what do you mean religion? Like, you know, I've heard people say, I'm a religious person, you know, I believe in God, I follow the rules, I'm a good person. But then, you know, they are not even they, but it's just that is not what makes you a Christian. Like, let me say this in the nicest way possible, following the rules, going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, even maybe serving or maybe doing, you know, things to please people or be good to people, that doesn't make you a Christian. And I've talked about this and I'm not saying that any of those things are wrong, but being a good person does not get you into heaven. You know, being a kind person to people does not get you into heaven if you do not first acknowledge with your heart and with your mind that, first of all, that you believe in God and that you believe Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Messiah, you know, you have to believe those things with your heart and accept those things in your heart and let those things lead your life, not the fear of people or not, you know, the pleasing, the pleasing posture or the posture of pleasing people, you know? And I feel like whenever I have talked about religion a lot, you know, in life of, of dealing with a religious mindset or you know, dealing with things, it is the kind of mindset that says, if I don't go to church, I'm a bad Christian. Like, first off, let me start off by saying this. I do believe in going to church. I do believe that it is important for people to get, you know, connected and to be surrounded by fellow believers. I do believe that. But what I'm saying by not going to church is, Say you have a weekend, you have a really busy weekend. We'll just use this example. Say you were helping a family member move. You know, you are a Christian, you are a God fearing person, and you were helping a family member move Friday and Saturday or something like that. And then Sunday comes and you are exhausted. And you know that as soon as Monday comes, you've got to go back to work, you've got to do the whole nine to five routine, you've got a family to take care of. So on that Sunday, you decide, okay, I'm going to rest at home. And maybe you had the benefit of watching church online. And if your personal church doesn't, then there are tons of options out there for you to watch church online. You can ha- you can worship at home and you do all those things, but you still feel guilty for not going to your physical church. And that, my friends, I-, I had dealt with that for a really long time. Like you can ask my parents. It used to cause arguments because they would do stuff and they would... You know, on Sundays, they would want to rest. And so instead of waking up at 7 a.m. in the morning and getting themselves all dolled up and all ready and all this kind of stuff. And, well, my my parents don't like to get dolled up. We are total opposites. They like to get dressed up in their own way and I like to get dolled up in my own way. But that's totally random, like a squirrel moment. But anyways, you know, they they would be like, well, we're just going to rest and we're going to watch from home today. And, you know, I was like... I would get so upset by it. I was like, you know, like I would just like, I would get so upset and I would, I would think like, I was like, and and my mom and them testified, I would be like, you know, you're not willing to sacrifice this or that or the other, like it just, religious thoughts entered my mind a lot. And so I would deal with those thoughts and I would think like, oh, like, you know, I'm more spiritual because I'm going to church and like y'all I had to ask the Lord for forgiveness for it and and I did and all these different things but I, I genuinely thought that but I'm I'm not gonna lie I, in the bottom of it I thought oh people aren't gonna think we're as as good Christians because we're not going to church like people aren't gonna think this and that right there is a religious mindset where you care more about how things look on the outside how things are, are perceived by people than you actually do what God is saying in your heart you know like I, I use this example all the time, you know, God is a father, He is a parent to us, you know, He He is a father and you know He he understands our hearts, you know. Jesus came down to earth and He was a human you know, He was he he was God made flesh, so He understands our hearts, our emotions, He created those things. And God doesn't want me to sit here and be this perfect image of or this perfect human being that has no problems or anything because, you know, God knows we're going to go through hardships and struggles, but God's like, if you look perfect on the outside, but then you go home and you are this horrible human being to your family, you are horrible to those around you, you know, but on social media or in front of the church, you can look amazing. That is not what God longs for, and that is what I'm talking about when I say religion versus relationship. Religion, you look, you, you walk in a place of living for the best image of yourself or his relationship you want you want your heart posture to be in the right place you want your your mind and your attitude to be in the right place because your mind and your attitude isn't set about what people think about you but it's set on what god thinks about you i mean it literally says it here in verse 29 and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from god not from people and you know i think one of the biggest problems that i see nowadays is I just see so many people who think that they're right with God because people approve of them, if that makes sense. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm I i I'm a pastor of this church or I'm a servant and this and that and the other. And, you know, I've got all these things and I do all this stuff. And, you know, who, who cares if I deal with lust issues or who cares if I deal with, drinking issues or things like that, you know, I serve in the church. I, I people, people think that I'm all spiritual. I lay people out on the altar. Like, you know, all these things. Like, y'all, let me just tell you, just because a person lays somebody out on the altar does not make them spiritual. <laughs> like, let me just tell you that coming from somebody who I went to ministry school and I was immersed in ministry for a couple of years, you know, in the altar ministry and stuff like that. And I would hear some people talk and I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm I'm not, you know, saying anything bad about it because, you know, we were young, but I would hear people talk and even, even older people. And they would be like, man, did you see that person get laid out because I was praying for them? Or did you see, you know, like, you know, it was almost like, Another loop on their belt or another, you know, buckle on their belt or something like that because they laid somebody out. And that, first off, that's claiming that you're walking within your own power when you're not. It's purely the power of the Holy Spirit. And secondly, like, that does not make you more spiritual because if you sit here and lay people out, but then on the side of the road you treat people like crap, does not make you more spiritual. That actually makes you more hypocritical. And, you know, farther away than what God's heart is and stuff. And so I was reading this passage and what really stuck out to me is Paul is talking to Jews in Rome and to the Gentiles and to all these, this wide group of people. And I feel like even reading in, you know, chapter one and chapter two, reading those two chapters, you can kind of see Paul is, I think, targeting this mindset that Jewish people had of like, you know, like, yes, Jesus came to save Jews and Gentiles, but I'm better than you because I'm a Jew. And I'm in the family line of blah, blah, blah. Or I'm in the tribe of blah, blah, blah. And, like, I do think they are, like think that there is so much importance in DNA and history and stuff like that. Like, you know, a mentor of mine, she loves that kind of stuff because she thinks that there is power in DNA and history and genes and understanding where we come from and all that kind of stuff. But, like, y'all, let me just remind you, at the end of the day, like, no matter where we come from, whether we are direct descendant of King David himself or anything like that, you know, we're not going to, that's not what's going to get us into heaven. It is, you know, the only DNA that we can have getting into heaven is the DNA of, of God and Christ and having that within us and being adopted into his kingdom and his family. That's the only kind that can get us into heaven. Not our genealogy here on earth, but the genealogy of heaven of, you know, Acknowledging him as a father and a friend, and you know, believing in him, and 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 declaring that Jesus Christ is a Messiah and the Son of God, and we believe in him, and you know, we get adopted into his kingdom. And I see in this passage, you know, Paul is talking here, and he's like, you know, you choose, you say, you know, the law, you you teach it to people, even you know, you you teach it to children, you teach it to people around you, and you know, you 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 kind of make yourself better, but your heart isn't changing. And that is religion versus relationship. Religion says, keep doing this, keep looking like this, keep wearing this outfit, keep saying these words, keep serving in this position, keep pleasing this person, keep doing this, but don't care about your heart. You know, your heart can still be in the wrong place. Just make sure you look good. Whereas relationship says, whether you're in the pit or the palace, I don't care where you're at. I want your heart to be in the right place. And I'm not saying that God wants to put us in a pit and make us be have a miserable outward, you know, lifestyle so our heart can be right. But don't always judge by, you know, people's external circumstances. I mean, that's why God says look at the fruits of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, you know, gentleness and self-control. Look at those things. And let that show you, you know, a person's heart and, you know, lifestyle and stuff. You know, we can even get up and read the devotions daily. We can read the 15 chapters a day or the Bible in a year and stuff like that. And we can do that and do the religious, you know, mojo of doing whatever. But if it is not changing our heart, how important is it? You know, if if, if it is not you know, drawing us near to the heart of God and, you know, affecting those around us in a good way, what good is it? You know, like, what what good is it? You know, and like, we, we were taught this, and, you know, I think about this all the time, and, it, you know, it it was a teaching that I had heard, and I don't remember where, and I've probably heard it so many times that that's why it just has impacted me, but it was like, you know, if you're one way with church people, but then you treat your family at home like trash, you may really not know God because, you know, that, that is not God's will for you is to treat people, you know, treat your family members like that. You know, that's not God's will for you is for you to sit here and, you know, dishonor your parents, disobey your parents, make fun of people, do this, that, and the other. Like that's not his will. His will for you is to have a heart posture that is a heart posture of love and a heart posture of, showing and extending God's love. And the only way we can actually do that is by receiving and accepting his love. And so, like I said, y'all, this really isn't that long. It is just something simple, like religion versus relationship. Don't get so focused on your External image or your external external circumstances, and think that that's how God is looking at you or that's how God's judging you, and that is not what God wants. Is for your external circumstances to look perfect, for your life to look perfect. He wants for your to you to live in a heart posture of surrender to Him, so that He can work through your flaws, so that He can work through things. And so it's like, you know, I'm not saying you have to sit here and go out and share all your business with the world or do anything like that, but you know, don't try to sit here and make people believe that you're just absolutely perfect. You know, like it says, you know, he, he is made, oh, what's the verse? I always do this. Every time I feel like when I'm put on the spot, I can't remember. But though know, it's like, you know, he's glorified through my, I'm made strong through my weaknesses and stuff. And I literally, hold on y'all, I'm going to find it because now it's going to be, now it's going to be in my head. And... There we go. Made strong in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Y'all, I knew that one, but I just, my brain went blank for a moment and I couldn't remember. But anyways, so you know, let God be seen through you, whether it's through your weaknesses, through your strengths, whatever it is, let God be seen through you and don't focus so much on what people think about you that your heart is really hard and your heart is in a wrong posture. You know, like don't focus on those things, and ask the Lord, say, "God, you know, cleanse my heart, let it be good and perfect in your sight, because on Judgment Day it's not gonna be how perfect your life looked. It's not gonna be how pretty your house was, it's not gonna be how pretty your car was on Judgment day, what's gonna matter is your heart posture before the Lord and your relationship with him, like it said, you know in that in that verse, you know, you'll be judged on your secret life, what you do in private, you know what you do." you know, in, in, in the private moments with people, not what you do on stage, not how you serve at your church. Yes. If you're in the right heart posture and you do those things, I do believe that God gets honor and glory through that. I don't want you to sit here and think that I don't think those things, but don't let those don't, don't carry the mindset that makes you think that those things is what's going to get you closer to the father. If your heart is not in the right place, because all that's going to do is that's just going to kind of make, you know, God doesn't care about those things. God wants to, wants your heart. He wants your heart. He wants, you know, and he wants to change your heart. He wants to change things within your heart. He wants to heal things that hurt your heart. You know, God is all about relationship. You know, my parents can sit here and, you know, I love it because in our family, they've always taught us to be authentic. Just be, be who you are. And, you know, don't try to put on this facade. Don't try to put on this front. Be who you are be authentic in who you are. And that's, what's really going to touch people is just being authentic because we have so many fake people in the world. Y'all, we have so many fake people and it is just being authentic and being who God created you to be. That is really going to make a difference. And it's really going to be, it's going to, it's going to draw you closer to the Lord because you're not having to keep up this facade or this act or anything. And so, you know, just remember next time you want to go do something or you want to, you know, you're trying to please people or anything like that, or you're just dealing with some thoughts about things, just ask the Lord, say, God, you're, you're not a God that you want me just to do the nine to five church thing. You are a God of relationship. You're a God of intimacy. You are a God who wants to, who who is a father and you're a friend and you want to draw near to me and I want to draw near to you. So help me with whatever this is that I'm dealing with. Help me with You know, these thoughts that I'm dealing with, with these things that I'm dealing with, you know, with this sin that I'm dealing with, like, help me with it. Help my heart change, you know, change my heart, Father. And Lord, let it all be done for your glory. And y'all, I'm telling you, when you begin to pray that and you stop getting so focused on religion and putting on the act, and you get more focused on your heart and making sure your heart is in the right place and treating those around you in a good way. Then y'all watch God really begin to change things for you and just change your mindset and your joy. Watch your joy increase because you don't have to feel like you've got to live up to some standard. Watch your peace increase because you're not putting on this facade. You know, watch all these things begin to dispel around you that the enemy's trying to, you know, fog and cloud your mind with and watch his peace really begin to fill your heart in a way that, you know, that nobody else can except for him. So, y'all, I know this podcast, I feel like it was everywhere today. I feel like that all the time. But I just really hope that this one was encouraging for you all and that it just really ministered to your heart. And I hope it encourages you to want to draw closer to the heart of the God, heart of the heart of the Father into the heart of God. Um, And it just encourages you to want to know him more personally and intimately, which again, like I said, is my prayer for 2023 is just to know God more, to know Him more, and just to draw closer to Him. And I hope that is y'all's prayer as well. And so, that's it for this week's podcast, y'all. And I'm excited because, like I said, I always think I think God's in the works of something really fun and exciting. And I just I can't wait to see what God's going to do. I love y'all. And um, normally I would have my co-host here to say bye. But like I said, he's off with mom, so you know, it's just me today, but I love you guys. As I say every week, there's no better person to be than who God's created you to be, so go out, be that person. The world needs that authenticity. Jesus wants to use it. He loves you. I love you. I love you guys so much, and I will see you all next week, y'all. Peace out, and this is this week's episode of Tree Talk Podcast, y'all. Bye, y'all.